Victory 91.5. Katie Hurst. Where, where did you find Katie Hurst? Goodness knows. Because uh, that was a really cool uh, new song. And uh, some of these uh, young artists, I say young artists, they're, they're all, they're <laughs> they're all young, they're all young <laughs> artists, um, but but really powerful songs yeah. that, that kind of speak to young, where we're going. Brand new, brand new one right mm-hmm. there, Katie. It's Risenstein, it's Victory 91.5. Ray Haynes has been in all morning teaching fascinating stuff that I, I'm, I'm sure you've never heard regarding the the Feast of Trumpets and seeing Jesus all the way through uh, what we see in the sky. Yeah. And now we're now we're in a, a part of the teaching in hour three where we just came out of what the signs in heaven mean. We talked about the Magi. Right. And now we're going to talk about Herod. And the Magi together. Yes. And this is fascinating to me. It's all posted at victory.radio just click on blog and you can follow along and this is the 930 segment segment 11 and there's three segments on the teaching the first one you'll see a lion that's prophecy the next one you'll see stars that's the gospel of the stars and this one you'll see the star over bethlehem and that obviously is the magi so most christians know jesus was not born on december 25th this date was established by the roman catholic church around 360 a.d so 360 years afterwards when they held a special mass to honor christ so they did it Well, the pagan world celebrated Saturnalia, a feast honoring the birth of their sun god. So as the church grew in power and Rome deities faded away, the church kept the day and eventually became known as Christ Mass, all right, or Christmas. So Mass has two meanings for the Catholics, old, old, and more modern day. Originally, it was the victim of a sacrifice, so it meant death. Eventually, in modern day, it means to be sent on a mission to go, which is, you know, again, you have to have that concept of digging your own grave and and being willing. So it kind of follows through. So in one sense, you can't celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas without also focusing on his death. Mm -hmm. So just a reminder, it's not this is the day of his birth and and, and all of the prophecies and significance all fall now. So you don't want to neglect this day. But there's nothing wrong on December 25th of celebrating because it's actually kind of a cool day so the magi and herod so i think it's kind of cool there's actually a lot more to the magi than we learned from the, their appearance in luke they're in history they're still around today but after the babylonians were conquered the magi still continue to rise remember daniel was a part of several uh, different uh, generations of theirs so they were consulted by kings and rulers and tutors to nobles and princes while most never stopped practicing the occult so don't get this wrong the magi were not a great group of people they were occultists they were magicians enchanters astrologists but not all of them many of the magi followed the god of israel Mm. and their history and faith was very different in fact as you will see it's kind of fascinating they were monotheistic they believed in one god just like israel they had an altar which burned with a perpetual flame kindled by God from heaven, just like Israel. Mm-hmm. They had another altar where they offered blood sacrifices, and they lit the fire to burn the sacrifice with the flame off the perpetual altar, just like Israel. They ate the sacrifices. Now that 
absolutely unique to Passover. Yep. There's never, ever been any other culture that did that. So that's a pretty good sign that they their following was continued, that this wasn't just guys from Babylon. This was Judah. They had a hereditary priesthood just like the Levites, all right? So they didn't go back to Israel when they could have. They stayed there. And there's lots of stories of the various Magi gaining in power and some in leadership. So all of those standards right there were found in only one place, the Torah of Moses. They are the rules of the Levites and the Israelites given to them directly by God. So when the decree of Cyrus came that the Jews could go back to Israel, the majority of the Jews never went back. They stayed in Babylon, intermingled and intermarried. Same, some became rulers, some became Magi, retained their Jewish identity as the tribe of Judah following the God of Israel. Now, Fast forward, at the time of Christ, in the Parthian Persian Empire, the ruling house was called the Magistans. It was composed of Magi. One of their jobs was the selection of a king. Now, at the time of Christ, they had just deposed their king. So they were looking for a new king for the Eastern Empire who could lead them against Rome. Wow. Now, these, now these boys, <laughs> they had fought Rome twice in the last 50 years. So if you get the image of three guys on camels, you can wipe that one out. Matthew 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, and they called them wise men because they were consultants. They were, they were called to different places, including to Israel, because of their wisdom, in the same way Solomon's wisdom was sought. All right? Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled or disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. This makes so much sense as to why the Jewish people were expecting Jesus to be the king. Yes. The the ruler, the earthly ruler, they sure. thought. They were desperately in need of that. Mm. Wow. And the whole earth, because these guys were watching the stars going, mm-hmm. oh, born king. All right, that's the one. He's coming. <laughs> and this all, must be him. And they're looking for the king. Mm. Well, the visit of the Magi was not a visit, again, of three guys on a camel. They traveled with Persian cavalry. These guys were in charge now at this point in history. So as and the timing for war was extremely bad for Rome, Herod and Caesar Augustus were old. Herod was appointed king of the Jews. Boy, was he in the bad position. Tiberius, the commander of the Roman army, had just retired. So when it says Herod was troubled, the word in Greek means shaking. So I bet he was. He was the king of the Jews. So it's likely that Herod had no idea that these Magi were probably Jews or that were probably from the tribe of Judah and so probably related to Jesus. And he's trying to kill him. So obviously he's way out of the place he needs to be. So when these guys get to Jerusalem, they find Jesus and they worship him, it says. They saw more than just a king. They recognized the Messiah they'd heard about from the time of Daniel. But the vast number of Jews in Israel, as as Leanna was saying, totally unaware. Luke 2 tells us the Magi never returned to Herod, and that led to a serious reaction. It always also helps you know when it happened. Matthew 2, then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So obviously he didn't want to take any chances of the Magi returning later when the child grew up and crowning him king. 
So then the Magi disappear back into Persia. Many of them continue to add all kind of strange beliefs, uh, but many of them are still Christians as a result of that journey 2,000 years ago. The descendants of the Magi now live in eastern Turkey and Syria and are called Kurds. They're part of our allies in the War of Terror and the War Against Terror. So these Kurds, when you see them fighting... The Kurdish people, yeah. The Kurdish people. So this is the the end result of the Magi. If you watch them, it shouldn't be funny, but it is funny. So the Muslims don't want to be killed by women. And one of the notable things of the Kurds is they put their women on the front line and they're the marksmen. And so they make a big deal when they kill the Muslims that they were killed by women. So the Kurds also have apparently a great sense of humor, too. Wow. We have one more break on this one and we're going to get all the way to the birthday party amazing follow along at victory.radio click on blog or just go to the risenstein facebook page ray haynes teaching this morning it's risenstein victory 91.5 easy to hear